Welcome to today's episode of the Grind Road to Success podcast, the place to be if you want to learn how to set yourself apart from the competition and reach your highest potential. I'm your host, Zach Krisik, and if you haven't already yet, hit the subscribe button so you never miss out on another podcast episode and the many tips, tricks, and strategies that can help you reach your highest potential. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Grind Road to Success podcast. Today, we have the pleasure to sit down and talk with German football athlete Mo Reidinger. Mo has competed at Greenville University and at the professional level with teams such as the Mannheim Bandits, the Potsdam Royals, and the Stuttgart Surge. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Mo. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, I'm glad we could sit down and chat some more here. Um, yeah, you know, what I like to do with these kind of podcasts just to start off with is get a better idea of where you're at, you know, talk about, um, a bit about your experience as an athlete, what it was kind of like growing up and what led you to the level and the competition you're at today. Um, so first of all, I mean, growing up in Germany, obviously, obviously football is not the main sport. So, uh, I started playing soccer at a pretty young age. And then that kind of led me towards towards playing football because one of my, my soccer coaches, um, he used to play American football. And uh, at some point I was like, when, when he was coaching us, he knew that I wanted to do football, like sports as a professional athlete at whatever level that may be. Um, and it's more than just a hobby. And he realized like, he said, hey man, you're 15 years old. At 15 years, you're not going to be a professional soccer player in Germany if you didn't go to some kind of academy or whatever. So I knew that door kind of was, due to my age, that door was closed. So I had to look for a different one. And then he came up with football because he knew the guys over there. So he said, hey, why, why don't you just go and just see if you like it? And that was right around the time when uh, Odell Beckham made the catch. And that kind of got me hooked. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that too. So I started playing football and I quickly realized that, especially in football, without hard work and dedication, you're not going to get, you're not going to get to do any high level. Like you're just going to, I mean, if you want to do it for fun or it's just like just a hobby, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like you can do that. But for me, it was always, if I want to do something and if I want to do be a professional in it, I got to go 120%. So yeah, like you said, I started playing football in Mannheim, then went on, played at Greenville University for a year in Illinois, um, right when COVID hit. So I got, got sent home because of COVID. They cut the scholarships uh, for international students. So that's why I was forced to leave. And um, yeah, when I got back home, I got a call from from the Potsdam Royals in the GFL. Back then, that was the highest league in Germany and in Europe for, for American football. Um, went over there then obviously because of COVID the first season got canceled came back 2021 um, had a decent season we we lost in the semifinal and then went on to play for the Stuttgart Surge this year um, which unfortunately wasn't too too successful but uh, ended the season with a broken wrist but I mean that's that's football that's life so um, yeah my, I didn't extend my contract and yeah, the new team for the 2022 season is going to be announced uh, very soon. That's awesome, man. 
Um, yeah, I'm curious, you know, just coming from someone from North America and this side of things, what's kind of the big differences you find, um, you know, between either football in general or just kind of the sports world, um, you know, over in Europe compared to the North American side of things? Um, I think in North America, especially because like sports is so implemented in like high school all the way up to college, because I mean, besides there's not a lot of like club teams over here in Europe everything is like club teams whether that's that's football that's soccer uh basketball it's all clubs so it's it's different especially for like the smaller the smaller sports like like football and basketball for example over here because you have to you have to find a way to get in touch with it like if it wasn't for my former soccer coach I would have never even known that there was football in my city I wouldn't even know that because like there was, was no exposure to it like I wasn't going to get exposed to by going to school or anything. Like if you go to, to high school in the States, you know, you got whatever, football, basketball, soccer, you got everything. And it's more, I think because of that, it's just like, like I said, it's more implemented and more kids, more kids actually do it and take it serious, you know? Cause I mean, if I'm playing, if, if I'm playing for a club over here, my school ain't going to know if I'm doing good or not. So I can say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a good player or whatever. Over at high school in the States, everybody knows if the team's good or not. See, so you don't want to, I feel like a lot of people, they don't want to embarrass themselves and they take it more seriously. And especially with the goal of becoming a college player or maybe turning pro, there's just more people taking it serious and they're just not doing it just for fun. Like, oh yeah, I'll go to practice. And especially like if I, over here, if you, if you're playing for a club, ain't nobody going to force you to go to practice. Like, if I don't feel well, I'm saying, hey, coach, I can't make the practice. Like, my stomach hurt or whatever. I'm not going. So I think that's, that's very different. And if you just compare compare football to to the college level, for example, is just because over here, even, if, even at the highest level, almost everybody got a job because we can't, we can't live of it. So we got to do something at the side. Or we got some, to do something that makes the money while we're playing football. And that takes, like, both of it takes a lot of time. And and just because, especially at the lower levels, like at the ELF, the European League of Football, where I'm at right now, that's the highest level in Europe. Um, People take it serious, obviously. But at the lower levels, there's guys, yeah, I can't make it a practice because I got I got to do something for school or whatever. My grandma has birthday or whatever came up, people not showing up to practice. And obviously at the level that I'm at right now, it's it's a little different. But if I compare to college, it's still, yeah, you just, you still know, okay, people don't make a living off of it. So it's still, for most of the people, not the most important thing. While for me, for example, I'm still in school. I'm still studying over here. So I'll take, I'll, I'll put football first. I've been, I've, I've been putting football first for the last seven years. I'm going to my eighth year next year. And as long as I'm still studying, I'll finish next uh, the end of next year. So I'll still put football first because I know I can do it right now. And if I'm not going back to the States at some point in time, then that's probably got to change too. Because at some point you got to make something out of your life instead of just doing sports, like I say, because you can't live of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, just the little differences between uh, sports in general, right? You know, from... Uh, just that world kind of perspective side of things. Um, I'm curious, you know, like what keeps you motivated to continue on your path, um, you know, facing kind of the, not necessarily the struggles, but, you know, 
you say that, you know, you got to have that second job or whatever. Um, you know, it's not as big compared to in North America. What keeps you motivated to continue uh, doing what you do and enjoying the process? I mean, you probably heard it a thousand times, but you ain't motivated every day. There's days where you wake up and you don't feel good. Like you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to go to practice. But it is just, I think with football, it just, football was the thing that got me hooked the first time I ever, I ever hit the field. Like it was right there. And then I knew, okay, this is what I want to do. And I quickly realized that without like the dedication and being obsessed with it, you're not going to make it to the top. You're just going to stay mediocre. Like you got to push past those hundred percent that you're, you're given in order to be excellent. Like, I don't want to, I just don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be, I want to be the best, the best version of myself. Like I don't really compare myself a lot to other guys because I just want to be my best version. And if you don't, even if you, if you're not motivated, you just gotta, you just gotta think about like, you just, just think about how, how would you miss out if you're not doing that workout? Like, do you want to go 10 years from now? You want to say, okay, Hey, I missed this workout over here. And you know, it adds up. Like, let's say I miss a workout here. I'm not running there next week. And it just kind of builds up of it, uh, builds up on each other. And then at the end of the day, your career is over. You may, you may say like, what did Kobe say? Like, he doesn't want to look back and say, I wish I had done more. Like that is just something that drives me every day that says to me, hey, wake up, do your thing and do it over and over and over again. And especially with with being not motivated, I think what helps me a lot is having a routine that I can just hold on to knowing, okay, I'm going to do this. I know if I don't feel good and I go to the gym, I will feel better afterwards. Watch it. Yeah, no, that's a great point right there. And, you know, when I kind of think about that is you can either face the pain of discipline right now, right? You know, getting to the gym, doing your practices, studying, whatever it may be, or you can face the the pain of regret in the future. So it's kind of like you said, how things just compound and build up is, yeah, right. If we're not investing in ourselves right now, we're not putting the time, energy, money in right now. Well, you're never going to get the results you want over the long term. Um, but yeah, you know, you kind of mentioned the routine side of things and we've actually had the opportunity to do some work together. Um, and yeah, work alongside the grind performance, you know, what were some of the big things you learned, uh, while we were working together, uh, whether it be on the routine side of things, the mindset side of things that helped you to perform at that higher potential and just feel more confident in your abilities. Yeah. Like I said, I think really the biggest thing for me was creating a routine that I could stick with. Like I would always watch those videos of people waking up or like David Goggins, for example, I watch a lot of him. I read his book and like, I got this guy, he's crazy. Like he really is. But for some people, your routine might not be waking up at 5 a.m. Like your day may, may start at seven and that's totally okay. Cause it, it has to be something that is sustainable for you. And that's, I think that's really what, what I've learned because I always try to be that guy that wakes up at five and I did that for, for a period, long period of time, but I felt like I was like sluggish and I was unfocused a lot because maybe I didn't get enough sleep or maybe that was just not, maybe my, my body just couldn't adapt to it. And when I changed it to waking up between like six and seven, that was way better for me knowing, okay, my body got enough rest 
and maybe I, I don't know i think i pushed my bedtime back too so i still had like those six or seven maybe sometimes even eight hours of sleep but like i said having this routine and finding a routine that works for your life because the routine that you have might not work for my life because we're totally doing we're doing different things like for some guys maybe they get up before because they have to work at five to like mid like midday or whatever so i think i really think creating a routine was was something um that really helped me and that really helped me with with those days where i'm not i'm not motivated because i could just stick to my routine i knew okay i'm gonna wake up I'm going to read, read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do my morning routine. And then I, I'll eat. I'll go to the gym. And that's the first part of the day. And I know, okay, by whatever that might be, 12 o'clock, whatever, I'm good. I've done that and I'm feeling good. And I'm, for me, that was kind of the part where I was, because like, I don't like getting up early. I, I I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But I do it and I know once I've done it and I went to the gym and I feel so much better. No matter how how bad my morning was, I wake up go to the gym and I'm feeling good. And that That's was awesome. really something that, that, that we created this routine that I could just stick with and know, all right, not my, didn't feel, wake up, wake up, didn't feel good. I know what I got to do to get myself back to a place where I'm motivated, where, where I'm doing the things, even though I don't want to, or I don't feel like it. So, Throughout that process, did you notice your results kind of change, whether it be on the field, in the classroom? Did you notice just the way you felt um, increased, you know, just better mood throughout the day while we worked on those routines? What did you kind of notice, uh, you know, from when we started compared to when we finished? Yeah, I think when we first started, I was like at a point where, I, like I said, I felt kind of sluggish during the day and I was, I'm, I'm studying online, so I'm sitting in front of the laptop a whole lot of time. And sitting in front of the MacBook and just looking at the screen all the time, like you know how it feels like you get tired and your eyes starting to hurt. You're like, okay, like you got you can do whatever, you can watch a YouTube video or whatever just to relax. And then I just felt like I was more focused and more refreshed when I woke up. Um and I think my my workouts, I just worked out with a different intensity because I felt better. My sleep was like setting my my alarm for like six o'clock in the morning, knowing I'm sleeping from eleven to six, I got those seven hours, and that never changed. No matter if it was it was a weekend or during the week, it was always the same, and that just helped me tremendously during that time. Um, just being more focused, and yeah, like I said, this routine, creating this routine, really really changed a lot. Like I said, and that just made me get better during the day, whatever it was. Maybe it was just staying awake i didn't have those downs that i usually had when i was sitting in front of the computer all the time so i would be just kind of like laser focused just knew okay i gotta do this i gotta do that and whatever it was after the gym like i said workouts felt more intense and uh it was just it just really really got better like it changed a whole lot so you'd say, you know, from your experience working on that mental side of things now, did you feel like that correlated over to the physical aspect of things? Kind of like you're saying how you just had more energy, more focus. Um, and did that allow you to perform better within football as well? Yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of it, like I said, when you got this kind of, when you got those downs, it's not just your body that it feels sluggish, but it's more so your mind too, where your mind dozes off or whatever. Like if I'm in a meeting, 
And then maybe like coaches talking about some new plays and I know my mind's like kind of drifting off all the time. I know I won't be, I'm not that focused, but once I started implementing this routine, I knew, okay, I was sitting in there. I was like laser sharp. I knew I got to do this. And uh, that was just, yeah, that was just the best thing. And I think when I really got this focus, that really helped me on the field too. Like I say, cause I could, me I could memorize the plays that we studied in film way, like way faster. I knew I just went out there. I went, went to my spot. I looked at the defense. I knew, okay, they're going to do this and that. Like us, I've seen this formation on film. I know what's going to come. And uh, yeah, like I said, that just helped a lot with, with being focused and that trans obviously that translated, translated to the field. Cause I knew what was going to happen before it happened. That's a very good point right there where you kind of just say you knew what happened before it even happened. And yeah, that's one thing, you know, especially when I played um, at the collegiate level is if you can start optimizing that mindset piece, right, you can start almost predicting what's going to happen before it even happens. So an example was when I played college baseball, whenever we went up against a pitcher is you start trying to identify, all right, what is, what is his tells essentially, you know, does he have um, a certain arm angle that he's showing every single time, which can kind of give away a pitch, right? Same thing in football is a guy kind of looking, is the quarterback looking the same way every time, right? Just those little tells can, can dictate, especially the big results in the long term. Um, but yeah, you know, from your experience, and as an athlete, I'm sure we all go through struggles at some point. What were some, you know, strategies or skills that you used to kind of get past them? And we kind of mentioned, you know, talking about the mental side that helped you a lot there. Um, but what did you do to stay consistent every day and, you know, put in the work to get the results you want over the long term? Um, I think the biggest thing is just realizing how far you, how far you've come already. Cause I've been all, I've been, I've been a guy that's always like, I got, I want to go the next step. Like right now I got to go. I got to go. Like I didn't like football wise. I, I can turn off that motor for like all the other stuff, like school and things, but I cannot turn it off for football. Like if football's in my head, I I'm going to have it in my head till I, till I go to bed, till I fall asleep. And even sometimes I wake up the next morning, it's still there, but I couldn't turn off this motor. And at some point you just, you realize that it's not always going up that sometimes you might take a step back to go two steps forward. Um, and that's like, there's this quote that my mom always used. And that just helped me a lot saying, you know, an arrow can only be shot by being pulled back first. So sometimes you're going back and then you take a bigger leap forward. And I think when I realized, and that's where, where you helped me a lot with um, how far I came already, like knowing, okay, look where, where I've been at the beginning and look at where I'm now. I might not be where I want to be right now, but I just came came a long way. And that was something just just thinking about what I've done, what I've accomplished already, just helped me a lot and just showed me that, that anything is possible at the end. And that just helped me tremendously, especially with self-doubt. Like if I was doubting my ability or what I can do, I just feel like for me personally, if I'm like, um, there may be receivers that's out there that's better than me. I was going to watch my highlight tape and just look, look, look at the plays that I've already done. And then just like speaking to you and with those self, self doubts that, that just, that just helped a lot.
Yes. And, you know, I'm glad we were able to work on that and, and help you throughout that process, because I feel like with so many athletes that self-doubt, like you say, is a huge thing that can impact your performance. And again, from my own experience, you know, playing multiple sports growing up, playing at that collegiate level is, yeah, that mindset piece, you know, just getting in your own head, um, you know, not feeling confident can have a huge impact over the long term um, and really dictate your results. So, yeah, you know, like you said, just kind of working on that mindset piece, uh, being able to to handle that mindset, but also address that self-doubt, right? And celebrate those wins, no matter how small they may be, can really, you know, keep you motivated and keep you committed to the process, especially when you want to go the distance and perform at a high level like yourself. Um, so, you know, in terms of performing at a high level, what does performing at peak potential mean to you? Um, I think perform performing at peak is just um going out there, like I said, for like talking about football, just going out there and feeling comfortable. Like for us, it's just being like we going out there and it's kind of like playing backyard football, and we just going uh we just going back to to just having fun with our friends. Like if there's no pressure, especially as a receiver. Like I just just talked to a coach about like if you're at the line and you're stressed out and your body's under tension, the corner is gonna know. Okay, like this guy's nervous, but when I come out there and I'm just chilling, I'm having fun. There's nothing. There's nothing that can go wrong. Like, and especially about that, what we talked about, like when when I drop a ball, I just drop it. It shit happens. It happens even at peak performance. Sometimes you just maybe the corner makes a play, or sometimes you see something different in a quarterback and things happen, but performing at peer, like at the highest peak means to me too. Like just, I'm going out there. I got the play. I mess it up, but I go like, boom, next play. It doesn't matter what just happened. We go on next play and just be out there. Like I said, having fun, enjoying myself and not being stressed out about what's going to happen and knowing even if things go wrong, cause they go wrong, no matter what we do, that's life. They gonna they things are gonna go bad and sometimes it's gonna it's gonna be worse you know that's how it is but just knowing okay next play I got it boom next play I got it don't matter what happened maybe I drop three passes in a row blank I just my mind just goes blank and I'll just go back to the start I go I do it again I know I got it and like I said when you get to that point especially if you have a connection with your quarterback you know. Even if you drop five balls, like if you're going to be open, he's going to throw it regardless. And then that's that's where it really comes to the peak performance, thinking about, okay, I dropped those five balls before. I'm going to get a sixth one, and I'm going to make the play. So the play that just happened, it doesn't matter. Like whether that was a good play or a bad play, it doesn't matter. You just got to live in the moment. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's an awesome mindset to have. Um, especially when you want to perform at your peak potential and yeah, succeed in getting the results you want over the long run is understanding that, right. Things aren't going to go the way we want. Most of the time, uh, we're going to face failures. We're going to face those roadblocks and challenges that are going to, you know, affect the way we play. We may not have our, our best game that day or week, but being able to bounce back from it, like you say, right. Yep. Where you can just wipe the slate clean, get back into it saying, Hey, get me the next one. All right. I want to redeem myself, get me the next one, right? And if you can continue to do that, well, you're going to, you know, get way more results rather than being not necessarily nervous, but having that fear of failure where you mess up one play 
And then the next play, when the ball comes to you, right, you get a pass to you, um, you have that opportunity to score, you know, if you're feeling nervous and kind of anxious, well, that's going to have a huge impact on how you play, right, and the ultimate result that you get. So yeah, that's a great point right there. Um, just being able to, you know, wipe the slate clean, move on and stay confident in your abilities. Um, you know, before we kind of worked together and after, what was your kind of confidence like? Did it improve uh, after we worked together? Did that have an impact on being able to, you know, stay in the movement, stay in the moment um, and be able to move forward? Yeah, I think, like I said, what, what really helped me and what totally changed my self-confidence, especially on the field, was the fact that I could just wipe my mind clean after something bad happened. Like I knew, like when I go, when I go to the stadium, I know, okay, I'm prepared. I know I can do anything I need to physically, but without the, without having the mental side of it, it's not going to work. Like you can be the strongest, the strongest dude, but if you're not having the mental side of it, it's not going to work. So after we worked, I feel like it, when we worked together, it really helped me like building this self-confidence knowing, okay, I can do anything in the world. And especially, like I said, just starting from, starting from scratch, like just say, okay, out the window, next play. And despite that, if I think that really helped with self-confidence knowing that even if I mess it up, I know I can do it because sometimes things are not going to go my way. And at the end of the day, I know I can do it. And even if I have a bad game, I'll make up for it the next time. And instead of just, because I used to be one of those guys that I come on the field, I'll be like, damn, man, I dropped that pass. Mm. Right now, I'm just going to the field. I'm like, fuck it, next one. We're going we gonna to get it. I'm just going to be the guy on the sideline. No matter if, if one of my guys drops drops the ball, I'll be like, hey, man, keep your head up. We got the next one. We got to keep going. We got to keep rolling. Instead of being being at the sideline with my head down. And I think that is something that that you could see when you're watching our games because for us this year a whole lot of things went 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 wrong i mean we went 0 and 12 we had the worst season you could possibly have and for me i just noticed that and the people in my family and all that noticed that like hey you went to the sideline but you never had your head down like we've seen a lot of guys keeping their heads down when things go bad but i was always the guy like saying hey man keep your head up we gotta go we got next one we go we're gonna turn this thing around and even even at some point where it's unrealistic that you're going to turn the game around or whatever because you're down by 40 points or whatever with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, you're not going to you're not going to turn the game around. But I was still like, hey, keep your head up. We may have lost this game, but we got to we got to we got to get again next week. And especially with football being being such a being such a, a tough sport, you you can't take it. for You can't take it for granted because, you know, our time is in the our time in sports in general is limited. And that's when it goes back to um doing more than than like or doing the things when you don't feel like it. Because down the road, I mean I'm 23 right now. I might be no I might not be able to play in 10 years. So I only got those like seven to eight to nine years of me playing football and it's gonna be over. And I can't do it no more. So if I'm not going all out right now. I can't do it later because the sport won't be there no more. Yeah, for sure. Especially like you say, you know, we don't know how much time we're going to have left in our sports. And especially as an athlete growing up, right? Living that student athlete lifestyle, it can be gone in a blur. Right. And I just look back to my own experience. Um, yeah. Even playing college athletics, not too many years ago, 
and hanging up the cleats. Of course, you know, I still play whenever I can. I still play in leagues, but it's not that same competition. Um, and you kind of look back now and it's like, you know, wow, you know, it's not necessarily over where I could continue to play if I desired, um, but kind of, you know, helping athletes now and being able to uh, more so focus on this coaching side of things has given me a brand new perspective on things. Um, and, you know, being able to enjoy helping athletes like yourself uh, navigate this process and helping, you know, individuals be able to perform at their highest potential and navigate so many of the changes and struggles that I found myself at that level. But yes, going back to that point of, you know, just enjoy the process, enjoy the moment because you never know when it may be gone. Uh, You could have an injury like you kind of had this year uh, yourself where, you know, it's not the season you want, Um, you know, facing those kind of injuries, those struggles, it can be super difficult to, you know, even push forward and stay positive throughout the process. But that's one thing, you know, I noticed with you, especially after we started uh, working together and, uh, you know, working on these kind of strategies and that mindset piece is like you said, when you went back to the sideline, you were trying to get everyone up, you know, you had your head up, you were trying to be supportive and that shows so much character compared to the athletes where they're making excuses, um, you know, they're negative, they're bashing their teammates. And as a coach, that's one thing I notice. And one thing that really shows, especially on the recruiting side and getting athletes to that next level is, okay, what is their character like? You know, what do they do on the bench when they're not playing? Mm -hmm. And so that's a great example. Um, And just, yeah, an awesome thing from your experience to be able to do that um, and learn those skills and strategies. So, you know, what are other skills and strategies that you've kind of learned yourself that you feel like could benefit other athletes? Um, is there anything that you feel like really, really helped you um, navigate the kind of challenges, changes, or was it just kind of staying consistent, doing the little things every day? Um, I think doing the little things and being consistent is the biggest part. But like, like I said, this routine really was the biggest thing that had an impact on my life. Um, but I think what also helped is just like, if you have a big goal, just break it down, like knowing, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. And you just take those steps. Cause if you just take those steps, you know how far you've come. Cause if you just got this, like this big mountain and you know, okay, like I want to reach this big mountain and you might, you might always, you might already be halfway up. But you can't see it because you always got this big goal and you're always looking up to the top. So you don't know how far you came because something just take time and setbacks are going to happen. But whatever that might be, whether that's an 0-12 season or a broken wrist like it was for me this year, like I strongly believe that that everything happens for a reason. And looking back at the things that happen, even the bad things that happen in life or in football or in sports, whatever that may be. Um, if you look back, you realize if those things didn't happen, you're going to be at a total different, totally different place. And your life would have not turned out the way that it happened. Like right now, like for me, if my, if my former soccer coach that brought me to, to football, if he wasn't fired from my soccer team, I might've never been able to, like, I might've never gotten in touch with football. I might still be in a small town playing soccer right now and just, I don't know, just just playing just for fun. But because because that happened, which was in that moment, a really, a really bad and then in my eyes, a wrong decision. But that lead to me being able to like travel all through Europe 
going to the States, playing there at the highest level. Um, and then coming back, like I said, traveling Europe and doing the thing that I love the most. And just breaking, breaking this apart, knowing, okay, man, I came from this small town um, and I got to live my dream because I, I did it. Even though playing college football didn't turn out the way that I imagined it to be. But if I was still in the States playing for, for a D3 school, I might have not been able to meet the kind of people that I met right now on my journey. That might have been totally different. It might have affected my career. You never know. It might have affected in the better or maybe maybe for worse. You don't know. But at, at the end of the day, you just got to realize that everything happens for a reason and that those things happen because God has a way for you and whatever that way may be. Like, it's not your way, it's his way. And if we follow that, then then we're going we're gonna to be our best version and that we're going to reach we can we're gonna reach the top and we can achieve whatever whatever he has in plan for you and sometimes we just got to realize like i said when one door closes when those when this soccer door closed almost 10 years ago and football opened i never imagined my life being like that and traveling the world playing playing american football like it's just yeah sometimes sometimes even like i said the bad things the bad thing is gonna have the best outcome I love it, Mo. I love hearing that. And yeah, like you said, just that that new perspective of understanding that every setback may just be a new opportunity, right? When one door closes, a new one opens. And yeah, just to think of the different places you can end up in life, especially within athletics, of uh, understanding that, okay, that injury, that setback, that failure, you know, that might have actually set me up for success in the long term. But of course, yep. it's always 2020, right? Hindsight's always 2020. Um, but yeah, that's an awesome perspective, especially for other athletes, um, others just in general to, to take and just kind of learn from and understand that, yeah, you know, our failures, our struggles or challenges are ultimately the building blocks to, to get us where we want and achieve that success that we truly desire. Yeah. And if I, if I can add to that, I think, uh, one of the biggest things that helped me too, which we worked on together was building up gratitude like being thankful for the small things that we have every day and not taking it for granted, like not taking it for granted to wake up, to have a roof over my head, to have food in the fridge and to be able to go to practice, but more so knowing, okay, this is a privilege that I got that I get to go to practice every day and that I get to do what I love every day. So I want to ask you this one last question here, Mo. Um, you know, if you could go back in order to reach your highest potential, what is one thing that you do differently? I'll definitely start having a routine earlier instead of just trying to throw all the things at myself at, at the time when it just comes. Like I would just have this routine known. I'm going to do this now, do that, whatever, just build off of it. And I think I'll take, I'll take the mental aspect a whole lot serious, a whole lot more serious because that is something that especially when it comes to men, that is something a lot of times it's seen as a weakness. And especially in sports like football, that's not even just football. It don't really matter which sport it is, but the mental aspect is always kind of kept on the low because people, like I said, they, they see it as a weakness while I think it could be your greatest strength, strength if you know how to use it. Because it's all about... Like it's all about willpower and it's all about, about your your mental state of mind. If um knowing maybe there's someone that is stronger than me, but my mind is just 
more prepared or I'm more determined to make the play, then I, at the end of the day, I'll make the play, even if the guy is stronger or he can jump higher than me. At the end of the day, it comes down to who wants it more. Like, like football coaches always use this terminology of saying, like, you got to have a dog in you. And if, if your dog is bigger than mine, then, yeah, I got a problem, even though if I am might be physically stronger than you. But if your mind is stronger, then I think if the, the athlete that has a stronger mind is going to is going to win 10 out of 10 times just because he knows, OK, I can do it. I'm not scared because he looks bigger. He looks stronger. It's just I know my mind. I'm so focused. I've done it 100 times, 110 times. And I know. Yeah, I just know I can do it. And I know I will be. I just I just wanted so much more than you, like because I'm obsessed with it or whatever that may be. Um, that's just yeah, like I say, I think the mental aspect is really something that a lot of guys underestimate. Especially especially like when it comes to like pressure and and all those things, being in college and having to manage your time and all those things. I think if there was someone that could just teach me how to use my time more wisely. I think that would have made the biggest impact to my life and my journey as an athlete. That's awesome. And yeah, you know, as an athlete myself and coach now from that experience, I couldn't agree more. Uh, that's something I definitely wish I would have worked on earlier in my uh, athletic career, especially on the mental aspect of things. Cause like you say, being able to handle the pressure, uh, you know, the failure, those kind of challenges can be super difficult um, you know, especially when you start to reach those higher levels. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, Mo, I really enjoyed this chat today. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the podcast today, share your insights, your perspective, uh, your advice for others. Um, yeah, you know, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck as you move forward in the future. It's been great being able to work together. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. Like, I really enjoy talking to you and uh, keep up the good work. I will for sure. I will for sure. So awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us today on the Grind Road to Success podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, then make sure to share it with a teammate or friend. And as always, never settle for average and keep on striving to reach your highest potential on the Grind Road to Success.